Welcome back, listeners, to the Legendly Presents the Nerd Brew, where each week we get a nerdy topic from our very own Randy McRandom face and a power ranking in which to put it in. Uh, my name is Joe, and with me, as always, is Alex. Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as you can tell, this is this is a post-quarantine episode, so... No, no more Skype prison for Joe. <laughs> Skype jail, dude. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm testing negative and back on the mic. <laughs> back on the mic and feeling great. Right? And, uh, <laughs> and thanks to Randy McRandomface for filling in last week with an awesome topic. Uh, this week, though, we're, uh, we're giving him another breath. He's, he's, got a, he's back to in, in school. Uh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it, we sent him back. We we sent him back. Homeschooling just wasn't working out. It's not suffering. So, so this week we came up with our own topic. We watched everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. So, we are going to talk about it. That movie was bonkers. It is. I feel I should just say right off the bat, that movie is wonderful. I, yeah, I absolutely love it. Oh yeah, it it lives up to the hype it's, for sure. It's so rare that a movie actually does that. Yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, it starts off fairly normal and then moves aggressively into the crazy because it's split into three different sections, and they mm-hmm. make that very clear. It's split into everything and then everywhere and then all at once. Right, mm-hmm. which makes sense. It's kind of funny to have a movie that is so chaotic. Kind of makes sense. That's just man. It really, it is. It's just a, a masterclass. Like if you're like, how do I write a movie? Just watch this fucking movie. <laughs> like it is. It's a masterclass in, in how to tell a story. Oh, exactly, dude. And. Uh, it's it's one of those that it is long, right? It's over two hours. Mm. Um, some scenes get a little drawn out, right? But overall, I, I don't think they left anything in there that wasn't kind of necessary. I, I, I think the only thing they could have maybe done is dropped a little bit of the, like... Because there's scenes where somebody walks out and looks at them, like another character for a second, and then walks over to them. Mm. You know, if they sliced off a little bit here and there, they could have shaved off maybe 15 minutes total, maybe like 10. Right. But, I mean, it really just adds to the vibe of the movie. So it's not something that I don't think was really worth it to save 10 minutes and get a two-hour and five-minute movie over a two-hour and 15-minute movie. So, yeah, there's not there's not a ton of fat on it. Um, you know, and, and what is there just felt like... Um, flare yeah so fucking let's we both liked it uh so let's fucking jump into it real quick uh we're i don't think we're gonna do a point for point because that would make this podcast last three hours uh yeah you might as well well just watch the movie at that point (laughs) it would it would be everything all it's too long (laughs) yeah oh exactly so i'm i think what we'll do is we'll just present it in bite-sized chunks kind of following the story as it progresses through because it is 
it is a surprisingly linear movie. It, it branches out into a billion different directions, but it follows a very solid linear kind of progression, right? Yeah, it's it's a I was like for a high concept movie, it, like it knows how to handle it. Yeah, like it never felt it never felt confusing at any moment. Exactly. So let let's jump into the beginning here, which I think was the most confusing part of the movie is like the beginning right like yeah like you're figuring it out as the characters figuring it out well so here's the thing i i'm talking about the beginning beginning so it opens to oh um, yeah it it's got the the robert zemeckis fucking opening right and then um you got uh evelyn Mm -hmm. right looking over her paperwork she's being audited so she's got all those receipts yeah and then you got wayland or wayman Mm -hmm. sorry wayman is her husband it feels weird to say wayman doesn't it yeah it does (laughs) wayman um but the uh wayman is played by was it k hugh guan i think that's a valiant effort at that name um, I'm so sorry. I know uh, data from the Goonies. D- data, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I know, like I kept trying to figure out how to pronounce it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to butcher that. Yeah, I feel bad. And then, and then Evelyn's played by Michelle Yu, mm-hmm. which I think is how you pronounce that too. So I- I'll butcher it. They, everybody can come at me. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying my best. Um, but they're they're having this discussion, and I, the reason why I want to focus in on this scene, this beginning scene, is because mm-hmm. I felt. It felt so odd and out of place. And the reason for that is because they are switching between English and I think it's Mandarin. I don't think it's Cantonese. I think it's Mandarin. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I don't. Oh, here's a, like, this is, like, no, like, it is so fast. It is, it does not slow down ever. No, Um, ever. But here, like, I, I actually looked it up. She's actually flipping between... English, Mandarin, and Cantonese. Really? Yeah. Oh. See, I can't tell the difference between Mandarin and Cantonese. Obviously, I'm not a speaker. Um, right. But, like, even if you did speak Mandarin, you're still, like, she speaks to her dad in Cantonese. She speaks oh. to her husband in Mandarin. Right. And then she speaks to her daughter in Mandarin and English. And her daughter... Cool speaks bad mandarin (laughs) yeah and so and it's funny too because i feel like this whole because because this is the only scene they really do this in right Mm -hmm. now there are scenes where she converses again in chinese but Mm -hmm. it's usually short bursts and very specific like it's just one sentence or something whereas everything else is english right so this beginning kind of feels so out of place and and that's why i kind of want to highlight this first like five minutes because personally i felt that was the most confused i was in the beginning or was in the beginning because i had to follow this conversation and Mm -hmm. i think they did that on purpose 100 percent. like it's it's kind of the theme of the movie of you know you never fully understand people um and then, like, because I was, you know, I watched this at home, like, uh, like a lot of people, and I kind of, you know, I started looking away and then going, "Oh fuck, I can't look away." Like, yeah. you, you have to pay attention so fucking hard. 
Um, which, yeah, to, like, I believe is the point. Like, you can't, like, in order to understand people, you have to pay attention to people. Exactly. And her, her main thing as her character is she, uh, you know, doesn't always pay attention to everybody. Right. And, it, yeah, it was just, it's, it's a ride in and of itself. It kind of gears you up for being kind of out of the place, and you got, it forces you to pay attention, mm-hmm. right? So you're, you're having, you're sitting in on this conversation, right? They leave, and then they introduce the other character who's really important, which is Joy, mm-hmm. and that's Evelyn's daughter, who you find out is uh, homosexual, right? Mm-hmm. She has her, she has her girlfriend, and she wants to bring her girlfriend to this party that they're having because they run a laundromat, right? Mm-hmm. And they're having this party for the customers, right? And that's where you also find out that there is some tension between the daughter and Evelyn, Joey and Evelyn, because she's wanting to tell her dad, her grandfather, that, you know, introduce her girlfriend and her grandpa is part of this, like, older generation, right? That's the way they kind of put it. Right. Which which implies that he wouldn't, he'd, like, freak out, lose his shit, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's tension there, right? You can tell. Yeah. Um, and then there's tension between Waymond and Evelyn, right? Because it sounds like she's growing emotionally distant, right? Mm-hmm. So really what you're thrown into is typical, pretty typical family drama with, like, zero communication, though. Like, yeah. None of them really talk or listen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I feel like it was it was a pretty good opening because they're all packing up, getting ready to go to this audit, right? So they got to get to the audit. They have to bring the grandfather along it's super chaotic right evelyn's being pulled six different ways mm-hmm. either by family drama or getting the, for ready for the audit or having to feed her dad who lives with them right. right it's just chaos and that's that's why i think this beginning is great just everything about it yeah it also like it introduces each character just like perfectly like exactly like, all throughout this chaos, you find out that Evelyn is emotionally distant, but also really stubborn and right. doesn't just doesn't listen to people. Uh, exactly. You find out that the like there's tension between her and her dad. You don't know why yet. Um, yep. And that is transferring to her and her daughter, and you don't know why yet. Yep. Um, you also find out that Waymond is the nicest human being on the planet, <laughs> and he's absolutely adorable. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's adult data. He's wonderful. He like, like, he starts dancing with customers. He puts googly eyes on everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he puts googly eyes on everything, which is a it's a going theme. But, like, that's free. If I turned a bag of laundry around and I saw googly eyes, I, I'd laugh. But you know what? I get it, though. Mm-hmm. If this is the same shit he's been pulling for, like, fucking 20 years. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, if that's the 1500th bag she's turned around and there's googly eyes on it, I'd be like, stop fucking putting googly eyes on shit. We got a business to run and we're being audited. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you know, so I think I think what it's meant to illustrate, I think Evelyn is pretty much like she her her role to play is almost everybody. She's, mm-hmm. she's a typical human, right? She's got aspirations and wants and desires. And it's not to be her in that moment. She did not want to be there. Right. Because right? nobody does. You know what I mean? Right. Fucking, she had to take care of her. She seems to be like the one-man show, right? She's got to take care of her dad, mm-hmm. take care of her husband, take care of the business, take care of her daughter, 
And then on top of that, have to deal with customers and broken stuff and all that shit. Right. And then the subtle racism, right, from her customers who were supposed to be, like, nice people. Did Mm -hmm. you catch that? Where he's like... Oh, I felt it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like... Oh, man, was it awkward. (laughs) Yeah, and she tries to... The the movie tries to play him off as, like, a nice dude. So... And it's quite possible that guy was a nice guy, but you could tell that, like, he just didn't understand the racism either. Right. right? So now she's dealing with cultural issues, family issues, business issues. Yeah. Like, it's literally just everything mm. in her life. Oh, is and just uh, Jenny constant. Slate showing up as the dog parent. Yes. Um, which is, like, she's trying to, like, I loved it so much. She's trying to be nice, right? Like, She's on the phone, which is extremely rude. And yeah. but like she's also like, look, like this lady doesn't have to run a laundromat. You don't have to stay up. like she's trying to be she's trying to stick up for people who run a laundromat while also being yeah. incredibly rude to people like, who run a laundromat. Yeah. Exactly. God. <laughs> I was just is like, that- oh, I've seen that lady at every coffee shop. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Every every city person or every every, every city coffee shop mm-hmm. or any sort of service, you get one. Yeah. Right? And you're like, there, there they are. <laughs> so we fast forward. They jump in the car, go to get audited, right? And they're in the elevator, right? Actually, no. Before that, you find out. I think Waymond has paperwork for a divorce. Yes, he, he has filed divorce papers. Yep, so he was gonna he was gonna give her the paperwork because just you can assume that they've just grown apart. Or or she's grown pretty distant and he's having a hard time. He's struggling to keep up. Yeah, and right? he, the whole time he's like, Hey, can we talk? And you you realize this is what he wanted to talk about. Yep. So they're in the elevator and all of a sudden shit starts going wonky, right? Mm-hmm. And Wayman disappears and gets brought back by the, what you find out is called it's Alpha versus version of Waymond. Right. Right. And he starts like gearing her up, covers the, you know, camera, hands her, writes her a note, and is like, hey, you know, you have a choice to make. You can go to this broom closet here and hang out and then figure shit out, or you can go to your audit. Mm-hmm. Right. So weird shit. Right. But he write, writes the. He writes the message on the divorce papers, right? And gives it to her. Mm-hmm. And so um, they leave to the audit, right? She decides to go, right? She's kind of taken, like, she's kind of freaked out about what just happened. She's like, I have no fucking clue. And then that's when you're introduced to Deidre, <laughs> which is mm. Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Fucking chef's kiss. Oh, my Dude. God. Jamie Lee Curtis having... Just the most amount of fun I've seen her have in years. She's in a suit, you can tell. But the way that she can just, like, move her body, it mm-hmm. it doesn't look... It looks real. Like, that's what's insane. Like, god damn. How old is Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh. Like, is she in her 50s or 60s? She, she, she's gotta be close to 70. God. And the fact that she's just able to pull this shit off, mm-hmm. like, so seamlessly... Great. Wonderful. Stellar she acting. plays what starts out as just the most over the top bitch imaginable yeah. um, yes. and slowly morphs, as the movie does, uh, into just stranger but yet heart- more heartwarming detail. 
exactly. So you, you, you get introduced to her, you find out, and this is pretty key, you find out that she keeps charging business expenses or like quote unquote hobbies, right? As business expenses, right? Mm -hmm. She got a singing, a karaoke machine for the quote unquote customers, but you know, she was an artist, uh, a singer, an inventor, all this shit. Like she mm -hmm. keeps charging these things to the business and you'll find out that those are all key things that uh, come up later, right? All the other iterations of Evelyn. But um, she ends up, what, what does she do? She ends up leaving uh, that interaction, right? Because she keeps getting distracted. Mm -hmm. um, and going to, what is it? The fucking, uh, uh, does she go to the broom closet after that? Yeah, she, she transports into the broom closet in an alternate dimension. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Wayland uh, or Wayman pu pulls it's her It's less in, confusing right? than I made it sound. <laughs> yes, so she's in this audience. But she has talking. a conversation with alternate Raymond or Waymond, yep. and she's that's being right. pulled back and forth between her original conversation, where she's sitting in a chair talking to Jamie Lee Curtis, well, and the broom closet where she's talking to Waymond. Basically, what's happening is they're in the closet, right? And it's a going principle that she could move her consciousness into a different Evelyn, but she can't, uh, she's in both places, right? She can mm -hmm. feel what's going on in her universe as well as the Evelyn that she's currently at with her consciousness. Yeah. Right? So, <clears throat> um, that's why when Jamie Lee Curtis breaks in and kills them both, <laughs> right? She freaks out in her universe. Yeah. So, kind of a jarring moment. You get evil Jamie Lee Curtis for a second. Uh, it's it's a it, it, it kind of proves that you know the shit is a little bit real, or she's having a mental breakdown. Either one works. She goes to leave with her husband, right? Because they're freaking out. They convince her to give her one more week or one more day to bring everything in. Yeah, uh, uh, Wayman, being the nicest guy ever, made cookies. Um, <laughs> and so Jamie Lee Curtis gives them to the end of the day. Yeah, and so they, they leave, right? And this is where shit starts going crazy, right? Mm. So, because now we're getting more and more of the crazy. So this is that was the baseline, right? That's the story, essentially, of where they're at now. Mm -hmm. Where they're going to go is uh, essentially... How would I say... So, Jamie Lee Curtis gets up. You think she's evil, right? Evelyn punches her in the face, mm -hmm. right? It's not evil, Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, they are freaking out. They call security up. Then Alpha Raymond comes back, right? Yes. It, and introduces the concept that you can pull experiences and emotions and everything from your counterpoints in other universes. Mm -hmm. So, you can... You can basically take all their talents and skills by fulfilling a condition that like basically rubber bands you into that universe's version of you. Yes. And so he learns how to Kung Fu fight. Right. And I forget yeah, what he's, he has to, uh, it's the goofiest version of the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, cause you, he chews chapstick and he's like, I know Kung Fu now basically. Yeah. It's exactly, and and the whole point is you're supposed to do. I think you're supposed to do something that's really weird in the universe you're adjacent to, and then that slingshots you into the universe you're intending to go to. Right. It's because every universe is just a subtle change. So yeah. 
it's basically like if you did something kind of weird, it has like a butterfly effect in a different universe. And in that universe, you can be a race car fucking driver. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, he eats chapstick. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's super random conditions, right, to try to get these things. Like, he wants to be a gymnast, so he has to cut, he has to give himself, uh, paper cuts in between his fingers. Oh. Oh, He's like, it's not possible! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, it's not possible when you're trying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that was visceral. That was... Yes. Oh, I think, like, everybody, I fucking, ooh, I cringed when that one fucking happened. So, uh, but anyways, it's, it's just weird shit that he has to do. And everybody has to do it. They all fall. So so he kung fu fights and beats the shit out of all the security guards. They yep. leave, right? They, shit starts going crazy because they're in an IRS building, right? They're being audited by the IRS, yeah. right? So that is a federal offense. He, he assaulted IRS people, right? Mm-hmm. And so big deal stuff's going down. They go to a different room. He explains basically the premise of the movie, which is essentially... The bad person. No, nope, I got be- you. I got you back. Oh, you got it back. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Do you want to send the call? So fucking yeah. weird. I don't know what happened. Like, but I can hear you now. Nice. All right. Well, we'll just flip back and forth in case we have a backup. Yep. <laughs> so he explains the premise of the movie, right? And it's like essentially at a high level, his universe's version of Evelyn mm-hmm. invented a device or technology that allows them to make these kind of mind swaps with different versions or realities of themselves, right? The bad person is also a part of that reality too. Now we're going to condense a lot of this down because it is confusing. And these are all spoilers. We should have put a spoiler alert at the beginning of this. Yeah. There's a big old spoiler, (laughs) big spoiler, right? The main villain of the whole thing, the person that they're trying to combat is like, what they identify as a multiversal entity or a multi-reality entity, right? Mm-hmm. That is just this evil that Evelyn's supposed to stop. Well, this evil is her daughter. Right. Right. And basically what happened is in the Alpha universe, she pushed her daughter too far and it fractured her psyche across every reality version of herself. Right. Billions so, and billions of different iterations. So she's experiencing, wait for it, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Every emotion and fear and personality flaw and and win and loss of every version of joy is experienced by this alpha joy. So Mm. she's crazy now. Absolutely crazy. And this, this alpha version of joy is building something, right? And so they don't know what it is. And so they're hoping that Evelyn can be brought in to stop it. Now, you don't know why... He chose this version out of all the billions of iterations of Evelyn. Why they chose this version of Evelyn, right? Mm. That's not revealed yet. But he basically reveals, hey, I believe you're the one to stop it, right? Right. And so they go and they try to fight off evil Jamie Lee Curtis and other evil versions because you find out that there are other people that follow evil joy or alpha joy that can do these mind swap things. So they jump into other versions of the people in evelyn's reality Mm -hmm. right and so it ensues just chaos they're getting attacked evelyn has no idea what's going on he says hey this is what you have to do basically put these things in your ear 
and then you have to do fulfill a condition to get what you want. And the condition was to tell Jamie Lee Curtis's character that she loved her, like sincerely. Right? Mm-hmm. And then she could do what she needs to do. Right. And spoilers, she can't. <laughs> and she does it too early, so it doesn't get fulfilled, and she tries to swap it. Right? And that's when you're introduced to the hot dog finger people. Yeah. I guess we should just say that at this point of the movie, this is where the multiverse just takes over. Yes. And what ensues is an hour and a half of absolute fucking madness. Well, okay, let's break let's break this down. So this is everything. You're you're introduced to mm-hmm. everything. The multiverse, the different versions of Evelyn, the idea of mind swapping, yeah. it all comes together in everything. Yeah. So she's trying to get around. I think she does successfully fulfill that condition because when she pole Eventually, vaulted herself yeah. Well when she pole vaulted herself into the hot dog reality where where basically human beings have hot dog fingers, she's mm-hmm. in a romantic relationship with that universe's version of Deidre. Right. So she's able to fulfill the condition because she has the emotions of that person. Mm-hmm. And so in doing so, she gets pole vaulted into a universe where she is a martial arts master. She's she's basically Bruce Lee is what she becomes. Yeah. Because she's a huge movie star, too. Right. So, yeah. And then, bas- like, this is where she also comes up with her plan, which is basically to beat Joy, she decides to become like her and well, basically fracture her reality. Right. So, yeah, mm. once she... Well, because that's when she finds out it is joy, right? Mm-hmm. She finds out it's joy. There's also some added tension with Waymond, right? Because in this other reality that she's experiencing where she's a movie star and it's great, the big condition that that happened was she didn't go with Waymond. She listened to her dad and stayed instead right. of running off and getting married to Waymond, mm-hmm. right? And so she, it's it's great life for her, right? And she wants to try to explain it to Waymond of that universe, the wonderful life she could have had if she never fucking met him, right? Or she never left with him. So it's kind of a weird s- series of events, right? Right. But essentially, she it does exactly what you say, trying to fracture herself. And so yeah. she does everything. She, she starts doing weird she because usually what happens to get those conditions she goes back to like an operator like in the matrix and says hey I want to learn how mm-hmm. to pole vault right is there anything like that and they say yeah in order to learn how to pole vault you got to you know smash your cell phone or something mm-hmm. like that and then she can do that this she's not listening and she's just doing random shit and then pole vaulting yourself to whatever yeah um and this is the part, like, pay attention because everything you see is coming back in the third act. Yep. <laughs> like, every little stupid joke, every fucking reality comes back. Well, so, so e- everything was the, the establishment that everything was happening. Everywhere was her enacting her plan, right? So she's trying to split herself up into every mm-hmm. single thing she can get her hand on. To fracture her psyche to become like Joy in order to be an entity that kind of combats Joy. Mm-hmm. So after she successfully does it, though, that's when Joy's like, hey, kind of sucks to be this way, doesn't it? Yeah. This is where it kind of stops being an action movie. 
Um, yeah. And turns into, like, a family drama of, like, now, like, for the first time ever, the, a mother and daughter are experiencing the exact same thing. Right. Well, and, and so it's kind of interesting, too. So first, yeah, family drama with some light action. Everything was that way. Everywhere, that act was pure action. Mm-hmm. You get martial arts. You get comedy where, uh, you know, she's she's learning. She goes and she takes over a sign flipper, remember? <laughs> yeah. And she can spin the shield. Yeah, and it's then, great. Uh, she, she focuses heavily in on the kung fu fighting, the martial arts master that she can mm-hmm. swap with. But then she's fighting with those dudes that are trying to shove the stap shoes up their butts. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> oh, oh, I will never be able to forget. Right. And it's it's crazy because she's fighting those guys and they, they have statues up their butts and they know how to martial arts fight now. So she's taking them on. And it's just it's chaos. It's absolute chaos. Uh, and then you, you see Joy, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the evil Joy, Alpha Joy, takes over that universe's Joy and like skips down the hallway Right, beats a dude to death with sex toys. Yep, of course. Uh, turns one guy into confetti. Straight up. So, and then that's when you reveal that it's Joy, and she's crazy, and she's explaining what's going on, all while Evelyn's trying to fracture her own psyche. It's chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was everything and everywhere. At the end of that, she successfully does it, and then Joy comes back and says... Hey, let 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 me go show you what I've been working on, and that's when she reveals the quote unquote everything bagel. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. It's a very big bagel. Yes. So essentially, the principle is she took everything, mm-hmm. e- everything, and put it on a bagel. And when you do that, you make a gigantic, crazy, cross-dimensional black hole. Right, it sucks in not just light, but everything. Like, literally everything. Emotion, yep. people, uh, memories, till there's nothing. So the whole the whole point of the antagonist, Joy, the whole point of her doing this was essentially to kill herself. Like, mm-hmm. she did not... If there was one Joy left, right, she couldn't die. Right. So what she was going to do is she was going to kill every joy that ever was or ever will be by walking through this everything bagel. Yeah. So it's it kind of ends on a very somber note. Like, Evelyn kind of becomes like joy. Nothing matters. It's mm-hmm. kind of violent. And she starts, she starts kind of self-destructing in every universe. Yep. You got, um, she, she eventually... The <laughs> she, oh, Rakakuni. Rakakuni. <laughs> oh, that, like, it was, man, I gotta say, it was that moment in the movie where I was like, fuck, they brought back the raccoon joke. Yeah. Like, it's such a side joke. And it's, it's funny, like, because she mispronounces Ratatouille. And it's, no, it's Rakakuni. A raccoon controls the guy. Um,. <laughs> And then they brought it back, and it's... I was like, oh, that's what... This movie's magical. (laughs) Yes. Well, and... Yeah, she self-destructs every... In, like, Rakakuni's universe, she exposes him, the head Mm -hmm. chef, or the the, the up-and-coming chef, as having a raccoon, so they they take him away, right, the raccoon, and put him in animal control, and it's super sad. Do you know who voiced the raccoon? No. I fucking... Randy motherfucking Newman... 
<laughs> Did he? Yeah, when they when she first finds out about the raccoon, you can hear him sing a parody song of Toy Story. He's like, you got a raccoon on your head. <laughs> and uh, I was like, is that fucking Randy Newman? <laughs> and then it is, oh my God, Randy Newman saying, we got a killer is the best fucking thing I've ever fucking heard ever. Dude, well, he's like, that's pretty extreme, right? Like, <laughs> Dude, yeah. And so all these jokes, they stick around, right? Because it's all about the Evelyns. Ba- basically, the whole point is the evil joy said nothing matters, mm-hmm. right? All your choices don't matter. It's a very uh, apathetic way to yeah. look at. It all, it, it all ends in heartbreak, so who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so uh, she self-destructs in all these different versions of herself. It's nothing but violence. Right, they mm-hmm. have this giant showdown in the lobby of the IRS building. Yeah. Right. Ray uh, Waymond gets shot in the chest or like in the arm. Mm-hmm. Right, and he continues to stop, like standing in between and asking Evelyn to kind of take peace. Like, yeah, she uh, she at one point turns herself into a rock. Like, you can't get I- a, a a a more on the nose metaphor. Um, and her and Joy are just rocks hanging well, out. I think that's, yeah. I and then that's... as she's a rock, she notices in one universe, Wayman gets shot, but still, but then in the other one, somehow still convinces the IRS lady to give him another week. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and, and Joy's like, what's he doing? Is he just making this worse? And it turns out, no, he's making it better. And right. then in another universe, he's he's literally standing in between Evelyn and all these people that want to shoot her. Right. Well, and it, that's the theme, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, different people have different strengths, right? Mm-hmm. And and his strength was to kind of show kindness. Yeah. Right? And Evelyn's strength was to kind of persevere. Um, but this is right. So uh, right before this, Alpha Wayman gets destroyed by Alpha Joy. Mm-hmm. Right. But the going the kind of crazy theme in this, and I think this is what resonated with me so aggressively throughout the entire movie, is he reveals why he decided to choose this version of Evelyn. Mm-hmm. And it's because um she's she's not good at anything. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> every well, every chance she had. So all the other versions of her excelled. Right? At something. Yeah. Yes. And that's why whenever she jumps into a different version of herself, it's it's top notch. And it doesn't matter what she did. She was a sign flipper and she was amazing. She was a chef and she was like a head chef and she was amazing. You know what I mean? Like it, right. it didn't matter what she did. She excelled at it. And um like when she was the martial arts master and she even used her pinkies to yeah. beat the shit out of people. Her pinkies had biceps. Yes, and she just freaking annihilated everybody like yeah so she excelled at everything but then she was this universe she was terrible and i'm like that's everybody i've ever known like he was like every chance you had to be amazing you you changed it you didn't do it and i'm like everybody has that thought of they should have done something different yeah and they would be successful right Mm -hmm. and that's the theme 
Right, everybody thinks that they were. But see, he then turned it, Alpha Wayman turned it and said, it's not, or at least the way I kind of interpreted it, it's not that she was bad at everything, it's that she kind of excelled at everything. And that's that's why it's kind of weird how it came across that she was kind of good with nothing. Right. That, yeah, like, she's so mediocre at so many different things, it makes her, like, exceptional in in this way, you know? Yeah. Yep. Like, look how many things you tried, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's why it, cut, it circles back around to why she chose to pick up a karaoke machine. She tried mm-hmm. to get you know, uh, uh, artistic supplies and things like that and charge it to her business when they were first being audited, right? Mm-hmm. Is Those are flashbacks to all the shit that she wanted to do that she never took advantage of that she would have excelled. Right. So, and every human, I think, has that idea or thought, <clears throat> oh, man, I should have done this. And that's why I think this is so powerful because Evelyn isn't just a character in the movie. She kind of is everybody. Yeah. Every human. Yeah, right? she's she's the she's the audience standing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she's I mean, she's got her own character thoughts and feelings and all that. But in the end, she is literally everybody. Mm-hmm. Like at least from an emotional standpoint. So yeah. At the end, she gets revealed to everything bagel. She's like, hey, we Joy's like, I can kill myself. You should join me. We can end it all together. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like super somber and she kind of like goes with it. Right? Because she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She's kind of done. Right? And then she uh, goes into third act all at once. Mm. Where that's when you get more of the rock. She realizes Waymond is kind of like her rock almost. Yeah. Right? He's always um, been there. Oh, and then, yeah, then you like, my favorite alternate reality, Smooth Waymond. Oh, yeah. Where, like, he, this dude gets a monologue on a monologue, and he, cr- <laughs> he fucking crushes it. Like, in one, he's like this bumbling laundromat owner, and this other one, he's like this smooth tuxedo-wearing motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> who's all eloquent, and he just... Brings the fucking house down. Yeah. Well, that, like, kinda... he reveals that being kind is his way of fighting. Like, most people mm-hmm. think being mean or being stubborn is, means you're a fighter. That he's just a pushover. But he's not. Like, he wakes up every day and he makes himself be kind to people. You know? Right. Despite well, everything. And you're like, fuck. Man, he... Data absolutely crushes this role. <laughs> well, he, and I think, yeah, he, he chooses to see the beautiful in people mm-hmm. rather than to try to tear it down, right? Yeah. And so that resonates with her once she kind of gets a grip, right? She talks to Joy. She's a couple more dialogues with Joy. And essentially, she turns her down. And mm-hmm. I think at this point, it really hits home one big message where... Joy decided to look at everything as though it didn't matter. Right? Mm-hmm. She only saw the ugly, which is totally understandable because the world is filled with the ugly. And so everything was like, it doesn't matter. It's always going to be terrible. Everything's ugly. Wayman kind of guided the way for Evelyn to start looking at the world a little differently and start finding the beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when she started looking at the world as though everything was beautiful, she realized that everything mattered. Right. 
And I, they weren't too in your on the nose about that message. That's just kind of how I interpreted it. So like maybe, you know, somebody else might interpret it a different way. But I felt like once she realized that everything mattered, she was able to take advantage of her situation and imprint on people a more positive perspective, which happens to be one of the best fight scenes oh, I've it's, ever seen. Oh, it's absolutely like uh, her using like Kung Fu to improve people's life instead of just <laughs> punching them in the face. Oh, so good. Like, oh, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the fucking... <laughs> Instead of the wreck, like she <laughs> she hops on the dude's <laughs> fucking shoulders and controls him like a raccoon. Yeah, oh. so he can go after his raccoon friend. Fucking oh, the the hot dog fi- like that it that even when the world sucks and you have hot dog fingers, it means you're just really good with your feet. Like yeah, oh, I love how they just kept nailing home the hot dog finger fucking well, reality. <laughs> Right, and well, it's kind of crazy too, because um, she was not just improving the life in her universe, the Alpha, or not the Alpha, mm-hmm. but the Evelyn from that. She, you started flipping between all the different realities that she borrowed experiences from, or the ones you've been exposed to, and mm-hmm. she was improving there as well every time. So her relationship with Deidre in the Hot Dog Universe, she kind of like opened up to her, right? She opened up yeah. to Way- Waymond in her universe. Right, the chef universe. She got back Rakakuni, you know. <laughs> she she uh, tried to patch things up with, or she re- what is what happened in the Kung Fu universe? Did she realize that's what uh, like where, oh because he crushes that monologue, and he's just like he's like I would love a different world where I just did laundry and taxes with you. Yeah, and, and so like in that one, she goes, well, let's give it a shot. Like, she basically, Mm -hmm. like, let's not let this, let's not let what could have been dictate this, but let's find out what could be now. Right. It's like the family man with Nick Cage, dude. Right. It's it's kind of a, yeah, or a, um, that stupid Christmas movie with Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) Um, A Wonderful Life. A what? A stupid what? I've never liked that movie. Dude, that is such a... what? Hot take? World is better without Jimmy Stewart. This is the angel proved it wasn't. <laughs> Burn it the, down. No, Joe. The you, what? The businessman <laughs> was right all along. <laughs> yeah. Tear it down. Oh man, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some things to unpack this holiday, dude. We, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some Scrooge McJoe to to help. You're going to get visited by three allegedly podcasts by the strike of fucking midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh. But yeah, so so she realizes everything matters and then moves to um, uh, improving. She fights everybody in an improving way. Like the one dude uh, that she fought or she like cranked that dude's neck. Remember? Because he had problems. So he cranked it, and he's like, oh, thanks. And yeah, she does what? chiropractic work on him. <laughs> yeah, and then the other guy, uh, she runs up, and he, she remembered, he's like, oh, my wife wears that perfume. So she nails him in the face with a ton of it. He's like, oh. <laughs> right? And then and the one guy just liked to be spanked. <laughs> yeah, that's the bondage guy, the BDSM guy, and he just 
she spanks him and he just like orgasms and passes out right like dude it was such a weird experience to see her physically fight these people and help them but then like what happened was is and and this is kind of an underlying thing we kind of just completely spaced over because we're focusing there's so much in this movie you have to watch it but there's a there's an understory between her and her father that she left to go marry waymond and Mm -hmm. so she abandoned her dad who was abusive i'll say he was emotionally abusive yeah um she left him to go marry Wayland or Waymond, and he was pissed off about that, right? So he takes right. it out on her. He disowns her. Yeah, and so the alpha version of uh, the dad, the father, takes <laughs> over, and he's like wearing like computer equipment as like a suit of armor, and he's fighting her. And there was there's an arc, like a mini arc, where she gets him to let you know let her be her right right and she fu- she introduces joy's girlfriend to him and, and in like he a accepts different, well in like a different universe right yeah in like a different lot like the the because they're also flipping between another universe that's almost identical to it's so yeah it's it's complicated and that that universe is is um her name in that one is jobu Right. Wait, no, Jobu. No, 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 I'm Jobu's. Sorry. That's the alpha. Yeah. That's the alpha. It's Evelyn in that one. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So that universe is almost identical. They're, they're going through an audit and everything. So yeah, she talks to you know introduces Joy's daughter or Joy's uh, girlfriend, and gets him to accept it. And it's it's kind of like it's the way it should have been in that universe, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, so there's an underlying conflict between her father and her that her father ends up accepting to let her go and confront Joy. Right? Yeah. And uh, as, and, uh, and then Joy's, Evelyn does the ultimate thing of instead of trying to control like she just lets her daughter go. Well, and that's that's the two, right? That's the right. flip is mm-hmm. she got mad at her dad for letting her go. Mm-hmm. He just let her go. Right, he failed as a father. Yeah, and then she, the daughter's like, just let me go, and mm-hmm. so she does. But then it like resonates back, right? And she doesn't let her go without saying that, like, look, I'll never let you go, kind of thing. Yeah. Out of all the different shit, all I ever wanted to be is somewhere with you. <laughs> oh my god, the oh. The, like, like, you're always late and you're getting fat, but I still love you. Uh, is, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck, it was so, like, awkward and painful, but, like, somehow still loving. It was so... It's so weird. Like, that, the last ten minutes of this movie was such an emotional roller coaster. I think, like, I texted you, I was like, I couldn't stop laughing and crying. Like, yeah. it's a it very was weird, so weird. Very weird mix of emotions. So, she's... She lets her go, but doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a weird mix, uh, but decides to, like, I don't know, join her. Right, like, it. she it's doesn't... very strange. Like, she doesn't let her go out of anger. She lets her go out of love. Yeah, and so... But then Joy comes back, mm-hmm. right? Decides that her way, Evelyn's way is better, right? To show kindness and love. Mm-hmm. And And so, that's when that's when the whole family lines up and pulls her... Out of the bagel. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is a sentence I never thought I'd ever utter. Yeah, seriously. And so basically the movie ends up with Evelyn is still Evelyn and Joy mm-hmm. are still everywhere experiencing everything all at once. Mm-hmm. Right? Um but they can this is where it kind of confuses me. They can kind of they can control it or they can just ignore it. I don't know. Yeah, cuz like I remember I was talking to a couple of people about it and I was like, so, you know, what, what's happening here? And somebody told me, hey, they're just learning to embrace the chaos. And I'm like, look, dude, I can get embracing the chaos if there's a finite amount of chaos. But she's not just going through one audit in one universe, right? She's mm-hmm. going through an infinite amount of audits an infinite amount of times, right? So, like, she has to learn how to... Because it was, it was crazy. It goes from a very high, loving, the family is healed, everything, to kind of like a mediocre, she's sitting on the audit, and everything seems to kind of be going the way that she wanted it to. Like, Deidre backed off, and it's like, okay, you guys made some improvements, now here's where we can improve more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Wayman doesn't seem to be wanting to divorce her anymore, and it's, it's better, but it's still, like... So somber because it ends with her like listening to like a bunch of different realities right so she's still going crazy like is there still a possibility there there's yeah there's a possibility but um i think what's important is at the end because like the entire time because she has this problem with paying attention and in the beginning like when people ask her if she's listening she always answers well of course Mm-hmm. You know, or yes, I was. I'm I'm paying attention to everything you say. Um, but this time, she actually says, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What were you saying? Like, so she admits that she wasn't listening, but now is also admitting that um, asking people to repeat what they're saying so that she can listen to them. So really, the theme of the whole movie is communication. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just listening to what other much people so. say and communicating what you living authentically mm-hmm. is really if you live authentically. Oh my god! So there you go. Right. Allegedly, listeners, we'll wrap this up with live authentically. Live be be, <laughs> be be you. Yeah, let your freak um, flag fly, dude. And because mm-hmm. like like that's that's what was most powerful, right? Is yeah. When she she did she excelled at everything that she tried. And the other, the Evelyn that you're following never got to try any of it, even mm-hmm. though she would have excelled. Um, but also the one thing all the Evelyn sucked at was listening. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, That's true. You know, so this, this Evelyn learned a lesson, learned how to op- open. Like the one thing I was also so, like at the end is like, you can listen all you want, but that doesn't mean you're fully going to understand. Right. Um, that, like... And that's the thing with her and Joy, is even after she accepted her girlfriend and introduced her girlfriend to her dad, um, Joy still ran away. Yeah. You know, was still still felt depressed. That even though Joy accepted everything, it didn't change... Or that Evelyn accepted everything, it still didn't, it didn't change how Joy felt. And so, it's that you're never going to know always what people are feeling you just have to allow them to feel that you know um exactly that like 
even though she listened to Wayman, she always thought it was silly. But yeah. she never understood that, well, when other people listen, it makes other people happy. You know? Right. Um, and so it's, even though she doesn't understand why he puts fucking googly eyes on everything, she needs to allow him to put googly eyes on everything because that's just who he is. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the same with... Same with Joy, and it's the same with her dad. You can't, you can't necessarily control other people. You can just control yourself, right? Exactly. Like, God, this is like a therapy session wrapped up in a movie. Oh God, like I know, like I was, I was quarantining and feeling <laughs> <laughs> kind of alone. And man, this movie, this movie hit hard. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if one of like the requirements, she's like battening down the doors and she like goes to pull like like a carpenter experience (laughs) and you're just like i get it i get it no fuck (laughs) she's 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 putting nails in the doors of her emotions (laughs) i should call my mom (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) like i gotta go tell somebody i love them Oh, well, that was the movie, dude. So what, what do you think your final thoughts are of the I, film? I mean, the last time we re- uh, did an overview of a movie with Thor Love and Thunder, I didn't honestly think I had a hot fucking take, but it turns out that movie's been super divisive. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And apparently, apparently I had a hot take on it. So <laughs> my hot take on this is don't take away that like I think a lot of people watch this movie and go this is how you do multiverses and I say that this is how you tell a story like yes there's a multiverse in it and they did it really well but it's done really well because they're really good storytellers like I, I have a feeling we're going to see 900 fucking multiverse movies yeah. And I guarantee you, none of them are going to be as good. Even if yeah. the concepts better, they're right. not going to be as good as this because these people took time and care to make sure they told a story with characters. Exactly. Um, and my, my hot take is not to make a multiverse movie. Just make sure you're making a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100%, dude. Uh, I mean, I'll resonate that as well. I 100% agree. I think that um, this movie is one of those that you can watch a couple of times and get a different meaning each time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a lot of action, but the action doesn't emphasize. It's got a lot of crude humor, right? But <laughs> overall, the way the, what I took from it is everything was done in a chaotic but... A tasteful way so that mm-hmm. even if she's beating a dude down with two gigantic sex toys it's a weird feeling to be like this is just the chaotic human human experience right like mm-hmm. like sex is a big part of being human right so it's kind of a part of this you know chaos that Evelyn is experiencing just like mm-hmm. doing your taxes just like family struggles just like you know the concern of the unknown all of this was encapsulated in this movie so if you watch it watch it with your brain off first 
I that's the way I suggest it. Yeah, let it wash over you. Yeah, and then if you really want to get into the nitty gritty, watch it again with what you already know in mind, and you'll I think it unpacks some of the weirder kind of niche meetings because there's like three different messages in this movie that are, <laughs> that are really worth listening to and like understanding but overall fantastic movie that like even if you have hot dog fucking fingers yeah. you deserve love <laughs> yeah seriously like, i was like man when they brought back those hot dogs i'm like are they for real bringing back the hot dog world oh dude and then they kept bringing it back and by the end of it i was like that fucking Stupid foot playing piano lady deserves love. <laughs> yeah, she plays it so well. <laughs> oh man, when those people started squirting ketchup and mustard out of their fucking uh, fingers. Yeah, no. Holy shit! <laughs> I, that was one. And they put the hot dogs in their mouth, their fingers in their mouth. And I'm like, are they, gonna, are they gonna eat it? Are they gonna eat their fingers? Rough. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, I think it, it gets what. What's the allegedly scoring criteria? Uh, I I would give it an A plus. Like A plus. I give it A plus too. This Worth is, a watch. People definitely. are like, man, like, why do you? I'm like, this is why I watch movies. Exactly. Because like now and again, there's just an experience that you're just like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched, but it made me feel <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. Do you want me to go ahead and uh, close this one out then? Let let the uh, yeah, I was I was going for a joke. I didn't have one though. Oh, do you want you want me to sit for the joke? I'll set you up. You want me to, to to volleyball you a joke? Sure. Let's see if this works out. Uh, so I don't. I, wait, wait, what direction was your joke going? Was I w- I had no like I was like I I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me hop on your back and control you like a raccoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, and there you have it, everybody. You're like on my head, like. <laughs> you got a friend in a legend. Yeah. You got a friend in me. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. There's your joke, Joe. You Alex coming up with an ending. <laughs> oh, fucking Randy Newman, dude. <laughs> he might he might have had to stay back for a couple of decades to learn some sympathy, but he did it. <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and close this one out. <clears throat> and there you have it, everybody. That was this week's Allegedly Presents The Nerd Brew, where we discussed everything, everywhere, all at once. What a wild ride. I definitely recommend it. Joe definitely recommends it. It is a worth watch at least once. So if you would like, go ahead and check it out and then listen to the podcast or versa vice or however you feel like doing it. Uh, you can always follow us on uh, Twitter at Allegedly or on Instagram at Allegedly. Uh, you can also send us an email with your thoughts and feelings at Allegedly.podcast and gmail.com. And as always... I, I, you go free <laughs> Perfect. That was good. <laughs>